Cafe at Artichoke Music for another 267th to be exact OMN Coffee Shop Conversations at Artichoke Music Podcast. Next week, the virtuoso guitarist and master of mastering John Newfeld. The week after that, my guest will be me. The election will be over, I hope, and I'm going to take center stage and anything might happen. But today, a unique individual, a pianist who can play anything, jazz, funk, Latin, he's done it all. He put in time as a producer and engineer in Los Angeles, helping the Pointer Sisters make a couple of albums and lots of other people too. He has a soul funk band these days called Bridge City Soul. He masters albums too. Welcome back to the podcast, Ramsey Emick. Ramsey, welcome to the cafe at Artichoke Music. Yeah, I'm very happy to be here. How are you? I'm um, old. Um, <laughs> the I last think... we, we did one of these before. Yes. Over at the coffee shop. Yes, we did. And I, as I remember, you were somewhat astonished at, the, at, at what the conversation was about. Yeah, it was sort of a little nebulous. No, it was about you and your experience. Oh, yeah, there was like life story when I was a kid and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, people like that. Well, that's good. Did they, I, if they like that, then I'm, I'm happy. People like to know about the lives of the, of the musicians that they listen to. Yeah. It is a guiding principle of my whole fucking career. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you like the little details the, 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 the yeah. under, under the fingernails and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, yeah. that's all cool. I mean, hopefully we all find out that most of the musicians you, we like are not perverts. Um, I, or all of them aren't. It precludes uh, no, whatever that is. Isn't it the other way around? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know. I hadn't thought about it. No. Thought, yeah. just, just stuff comes to my mind and it just comes out. That's why you're here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see my smile. So you had just started a new band when this shit hit the fan. No, band's been in effect for 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 um, it will be um, give it another month or two and it'll be three years. Really? Yeah. Wow. We started in December, and then I thought, wow, what a great idea! Oh my God, I got to get gigs. Yeah. You know, and then I started getting desperate, so I said, well, we got to make a video. So we made yeah. a video. Oh no, what am I going to do with the video? I can't do anything with the video. I've got to mix three or four cameras together, and of course the music was easy, but. Yeah, you know, you got to have a look, and um, so yeah, the video came out, and I, my friend did it, and that was amazing. It, it came out really good, and um, unfortunately, we've changed personnel on um, most chairs. Yeah, which is normal. Yeah, um, yeah, because there's six of us, so all we need is four changes. So we got a new singer, because our gal moved back to Atlanta. We got a, a different bass player. And who are they? Um, well, Jeff Andrews plays bass, and he's very loyal and uh -huh. just really puts it where it needs to be. Mm -hmm. I don't have to. T I mean, we converse about stuff we dis disagree with, but musically, there's no disagreement. I mean, it's it's uh -huh. very cool. Although I'd be happy if he played a bass solo now and then, but um, he likes <laughs> to play a bass. Um, but yeah, what? I mean, everybody goes. You actually want a bass solo? Is no, that true? You know, well, most people. <laughs> Next, you're going to well, tell me you want a drum solo. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, the drum solos. You're are, not going to go that far. No, we we have drum features, but they're they're uh, short and sweet. And uh, Johnny Lynn Russell <laughs> does a beautiful job. He also is. Uh -huh. You know, I, there are funny stories. I'll start with a. This is not a funny story about him, but we do this song called um, 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 
it's a Johnny Guitar Watson song. Uh-huh. And um, anyway, uh, it's it's a song about um, the depravity of his life. I forget the name of the name Gangster song. of Love? No. That's, that's like um, Gangster of Love. No, that's, 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 that's the young fellow. No, um, no, no. no that's, that's Johnny Guitar Watson. That's Johnny Guitar Watson? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's a real mother for you? Real mother. Very good. Okay. Thank you for coming up with that name. That makes it all easy for everyone to understand. Yes. <laughs> so, real, real, you know, I listen to the song, I learn the song, play all the horn parts, and then, you know, I go back and review, and I go, oh, no, I'm leaving a part out. <laughs> and the part out is that the horn players play this little on every backbeat of, uh-huh. the, of the beginning in the second half of the verse all uh-huh. the way to the end. Uh-huh. You know, but minus the breaks. Yeah. And I'm always, I just completely, I'm giddy. Because at the end of the song, every single one of those, I know exactly where Johnny Lynn is. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's impeccable. I get to the end of the song, and I'm going like, well, I guess that kind of solves the argument about who has good time. Because <laughs> either we have both terrible time and we are inside of each other's brains, yeah. or somebody knows where to put that backbeat. <laughs> it is so much fun. Um, yeah, I, just, I, I get to the end of the song, and I'm going like, yeah, that's what it sounds like when it's right, because I know where he is every one of those. Yeah. And it's yeah. right right there. Uh-huh. It's so much fun. Anyway, I, I get to the end of the song, and I'm usually always cracking up, and he's going, what are you laughing at? I'm going, you, you, you're right there, man. It's like, uh-huh. you know, anyway, it just cracks me up that it's that cool. Yeah. So you, do you have a singer to replace the one that moved? Yes. We have Daniel Barker, who I called Fernell, and uh-huh. Fernell said, we'll call Daniel Barker. Yeah. And she's yeah. a recent graduate. Not quite so recent now because she's been with us for um, a year and a half, uh-huh. I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, uh, well, a year-ish. Um, a little more than a year. A year? year and a half. Okay, never mind. Anyway, so, yeah, she's a PSU graduate um, uh-huh. in music. And, um, yeah, she's very, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, well-rounded in terms uh-huh. of her skills. Uh-huh. And uh, she's, she's a wonderful addition. Right. Um, she sings beautifully, and she's a very handsome woman. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And um, uh, stunning. Let's uh-huh. just put it that way. All right. And um, everybody, everybody. I mean, it was kind of funny. They, at Clyde's, they they knew we were losing Marquesia because she went back to uh, Atlanta. Yeah. Um, that's kind of a sad story. You know, she's a lot of folks that do these bands. They work during the day. Yeah. And she couldn't get anything but uh, working with old folks and stuff. Oh, jeez. And she had a job back in Atlanta, so she's. Unfortunately, we lost her, and but she's um, not having to do what it is when you clean up after old folks. Right. And um, and she took her two adorable children with her. Um, I volunteered, but um, that didn't fly. So anyway, um, she's yeah. So we lost her, and 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 Daniel moved in, and 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 the, the, um, Clyde's set us back on. A one-day weekend, and so this, we were uh-huh. playing both days, yeah. which was kind of yeah. convenient for us. And um, so we played the one weekend, but we rehearsed. We made yeah. sure everything yeah. was going to be spiffy when we got to the gig. Uh-huh. And so after the gig, I went to the boss and I said, "Well, can we have our two-day weekend back?" And he goes, "Yeah." <laughs> and they they hadn't really taken away from us; they just gave yeah. us the one day, you know, because they weren't sure. Yeah. But I, you know, just enough said. Yeah, you know, yeah. It was like, yeah, can we get can we get like a Friday and Saturday back? <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Put you on a calendar next month, Friday. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. Do the work. So who who uh, who else? Uh, yeah, who else? Guitar horns. Um, I'm the horns. 
What do you mean you're the horns? I'm the horns. Yeah, well, that, well, well you know, kind of like Weather Report, you know. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, there, the Weather Report. Kind of like does, Michael Jackson. Well, 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 Weather Report did have Wayne Shorter for Christ's sake. Right, but he wasn't doing like a whole lot of <laughs> section stuff. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I just we don't have the space. Yeah. It's not we don't have the budget. It's we don't have the space. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, horns are great. I mean, you know, call me for a gig. I mean, no. Last time I had horns in a band that I was kind of musically in charge of, they said, well, Rams, what, what do you think? They asked for horns. And I'm going, well, the, the gig's like a day after tomorrow, no problem. Horn part's done. <laughs> you know, um, and I called a couple guys and, and it worked. So horns, I know how to make them appear out of nowhere. Well, do you play keyboard parts too? Yeah. Yeah, I play all the horns on the keys. <laughs> well, I know you do. <laughs> yeah, it, it, That'd be great if I didn't have to, you know. I mean, it, I do backgrounds, which are very difficult for me. I can't do, I'm very limited because my voice is, you know, I'm older and I screwed my voice up. So, so I, some songs I sing, play horns and play multiple keyboard parts, uh -huh. which is, I mean, I just work on it until I get it. You know, it's one of those things that's kind of, I, that's kind of what I'm all about. Uh -huh. You know, I, that's one of the things I've always loved doing. It's, um, you know, grab as many parts as you can and. And um, if you can sing those parts, um, some of the parts are hard for me. Really? Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to start off with an 11th in the <laughs> middle of a whatever chord it is. And I'm, yeah, it's like, okay, got to work on it, you know, for a uh -huh. couple weeks before I get And then I always forget the words. I'm just not the singer. <laughs> you know? But three-part harmony is really cool. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. We, we have some songs that it comes at you like a train, kind of. Wow. Yeah. So are you, you doing mostly vintage soul? Are you doing any originals? Um, we're not doing any originals at this time. Uh -huh. I did start writing, you know, just working with this band. I got kind of inspired, so um, I, I started writing again. Um, there are some songs that are finished with no lyrics. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I got a couple instrumentals, which, I, I mean, they told, there's no, no one's going to sing any of that. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I know it's kind of cool. I'm kind of writing. I mean, you know, the, I, when I write, I have to have a home uh -huh. for it to go. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. You know, um, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not a compulsive composer. Uh -huh. I save that for all the jazz solos that I play in my basement <laughs> or in my living room. Um, the, yeah, if I'm writing um, a, a, a song that's like a production, uh -huh. um, there has to be a destination for it. You know, um, yeah, it's always been my experience that, that we need a song that's like this, or we need to write a song for this person. Uh -huh. or, uh -huh. um, you know, I need to write a song for Tina Turner, which would have been great had that yes. worked. <laughs> um, <laughs> need to write a song for Gladys Knight, or need to write a song for Millie Vanilli, which <laughs> was not a complete success. Girl, you know it's true. Yeah. Well, <laughs> A couple songs for those idiots. Um, Wait a minute, you wrote songs for Millie Vanilli? Yeah, you can get out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you serious? Well, it's it was funny. Um, did you want to hear this story? This, yes. I think this is a little ridiculous. Who doesn't want to hear a Millie Vanilli story for God's sake? Oh, the Millie Vanilli. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, Ricky Timas um, is one of Vincent Marinlier, the two guys that did the songwriting and basic production for the first. And I always get this wrong because there's so many boy bands. Yeah. It's the band with Bobby Brown and Bill Biv DeVoe. Uh -huh. Those guys. Yeah. 
What is that? The new edition I don't know. or Something the next? Like that. It's it's. Not, I, get, I get them. It's not Black Street because I was actually writing right. with one of the guys in Black Street. I was listening to the Art Ensemble of Chicago at the time. <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah, I know, I know. That's yeah. Um, <laughs> they're lovely. As as yeah, no, I'm always interested in that. Those guys are on the ledge somewhere. Um. Yeah, I just kind of hope that program never ends. Um, isn't there one of them that sings? One of them is married to this wonderful singer. What's her name? Uh, Lester's dead. Okay, Lester. He was married to. Uh, 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 and she was. Uh, she had hits and stuff. Yeah. Not just. Not just the. Uh, I forget. Yeah. Well, no. Were, right. Yeah, I don't know her, but. Um, so back. So to, therefore. Yeah, back to Billy Vanilli. So Ricky Thomas, Vince, Vincent Brantley. They had, I had worked with them before, done a songwriting recording set. I mean, you know, before the days of machines, uh -huh. you know, they, they'd, they'd ask people to come in and, you know, you know you'd get asked to do, a, uh, you know, be the musicians. And then they'd, they'd lay out, you know, four or five songs and, uh -huh. and they'd get who, you know, I mean, presumably, I mean, they got really good musicians, you know, Freddie, Freddie Washington yeah. and um, uh, what's his name, the fellow that Dennis Davis used to uh -huh. play with Stevie Wonder back and and some other folks um and and i um um one of the gals that was a singer was a was a prince pick and the other one was uh -huh. um uh, a gal that passed away a couple of years ago um what was her name anyway she's lovely she's one of the funniest people on the planet anyway uh -huh. enough about that um so i met those guys then and anyway so they worked to put together that record and they you know they were working on other stuff and they're friends with the guy that was my boss so um, so Ricky Tingus comes by the house and, and he, he says, well, hey man, how are you doing? And, and they have a meeting, business meeting, which I'm not part and party to. Mm -hmm. And, and <coughs> I got was, is like, you know what? Um, Ricky says, well, these guys kind of came to me and they're trying to get me to help them make their record. And I have no idea what to do with them. Maybe you guys can do something. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was like, okay let's just get some kind of direction so there was a meeting a kind of a business meeting that also did not include me but you know i overheard you know the kind of music that they were looking for and they brought in delight so uh -huh. well, it'd be great if we do something like that and you know we wanted to so i said okay well let me get started because you guys talk business i'll go to start i'll go downstairs and write a song and i did which is unusual because it's kind of hard to just come in so i came up with the stupidest song i could think of <laughs> Well, it wasn't <laughs> stupid. It was just very simple, you know. Yeah, it was stupid. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was a very. That simple was your song. first choice Not of a words. Very challenging song. That's what it was. Your first choice of words was. Yeah, it was yeah, stupid. stupid. Yeah, okay. go with the first choice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very, very, very basic. Um, stupid. They're yeah, kind of kind of a silly <laughs> song. Anyway, I came up with a couple of them, and, and yeah. um, I can't remember. I think I think I ended up being a third writer on on both those songs, <laughs> and um, they went out and did a European tour with that stuff. And Millie Vanilli did. Yeah. So there's a. And they were lip syncing your song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's really funny is, um, I'm going to remember if I can remember this gal. She was, she was in Arrested Development. Uh huh. Um, and I had met her before because she was a really good singer, a really good background singer, and uh -huh. seen, her, seen her a couple of sessions. And nice gal. Nadera Rashid was her name. Anyway, uh -huh. so she came in and did um, all the backgrounds. And then you see the video, and they've split the backgrounds 
between two singers. So you see <laughs> her singing one of her parts, and then the other gal is singing her other part. This is so ridiculous. So I you just were, can't watch it without cracking Were you up. there when it was recorded? Yeah, I recorded all of it. You, you did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the, the fake, the, the real singers were there. Yeah, and they were on it. Yeah. This is before autotune. Right. Yeah, but, but, but the fake singers were not there. No, this is not part of um, this okay. is not part of that other project that they sold all that and they got the Grammy for. This oh, was I they see. were trying to make their own record. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. And yeah, we did the best we could, and they turned out to be <laughs> kind of nice fellows, a little bit nuts. Um, I probably shouldn't say anything too much about them. They were not squarely rooted in reality, but they were nice guys. You know. Anyway, um, yeah, it went on to be some success for them, and they, you know, that's about as far as they were going to get. I could say that, um, you know, they're from Germany, right? Uh-huh. And Rob played as he wanted to do his, his <laughs> they wanted to put a rap, so, you know, it was a time, it was kind of like very late 90s. And, yeah, and, yeah. And so, you know, people were combining rap with vocals. Yeah. You know, that was just the beginning of yeah. it. And um, fortunately, that's, I mean, whatever, they, people still do that. Sure. Um, and yeah, people like it. Yeah, you know it can be very cool if if it's done well. Anyway, um, so so um, Rob wants to do his own rap, uh huh. And so yeah, they compose the words and he gets to work on it, and it's like a German guy yelling at you, <laughs> which does no appeal. Probably not going to have any appeal for a couple of centuries still. You know, it's, I mean, I don't want to mention, mention any names, but think age. You will dance. No, you will dance. It's, it's like, this is the most terrible shit I've ever heard in my life. Anyway, we were able to talk him out of that, but they struggled with the vocals. And what was it? It took a week to get the first verse, and I think it was four or five lines, right? Yeah. So... It took like, um, it was like a word every hour and a half. <laughs> you know, I said that, that I didn't have to record, um, fortunately. I mean, that, I just can't, anyway. So, um, <laughs> nice guys, you, you know, but, um, and they were really trying to do the right thing. They didn't want to make another record that, that didn't have them on it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I mean, I killed their own career and yeah. it's kind of, I don't know. You know, that guy made great records, but it's, it's kind of like the monkeys or something. You know right. I mean? There's no right. artist there. Right. You know, right. it's Sidney Sheldon and or like Neil the Beach, Diamond. Like, and like, like the Beach Boys. Well, the Beach Boys. Except for Brian. Well, yeah, the Beach Brian Boys. Brian was there and yeah, none, none of the rest the of them. Were, right. He sang most of it. Right. And then he hired session musicians to do it. Right. It wasn't like Kirshner, you know, hiring yes. TV stars yeah. and then making a record. You know, the, the monkeys were not involved in the process. Well, right. the, 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 the Millie, Rob, and Fab were not involved in the process. Yes. <laughs> and they said, well, we can't do this unless you get us involved. And, and, and the guy that made the records, the record's already made. It's out already. I mean, like, oh, geez, okay, so I guess we quit, you know, and that was the end of that. But, I mean, <laughs> it, you know, it's just not a highlight, you know. But Nadira... We worked on her project. Uh, we put in hundreds of hours. Uh -huh. I wrote a bunch of songs on that. And then I was all of a sudden, I was like, where did, where did, where does Nadira go? You know, because we were mixing, you know, and I was writer on, on My Life Would Be Different if this was that. Uh -huh. I, was, I was writer on two of the songs. They were good songs. Uh -huh. And um, the, the, she just kind of disappeared um, instead <laughs> of waiting around for remixes, you know, because that's what happens. Yeah. Because you, you, um, 
you know, you make a mix and then you send it off to your record company, whatever uh -huh. it is, whether it's MCA or Giant back in those days. Uh -huh. And um, if they don't like the mix, they're just going to get somebody else to do it. So, right. but she didn't like the mixes and, and she got a better offer and she ended up best new artist arrested development, <laughs> which kudos for her. But that was, uh, yeah, I, you know, just I talk with a friend um, a lot who yeah. did way more recording and engineering than I ever did. Uh -huh. um, he doesn't play much, um, but he does have talent. He's a very, very wonderful musical person. He's a recording engineer. And, and anyway, so his, his saying of the day or the joke of the day was like, if, you're, if, you're don't, if you don't have the capacity to take like lifelong rejection, Yes. You should probably not right. do anything in the entertainment business. Correct. Because right. it's Or just, anything creatively at all. Well, if you do it for yourself and leave it in your basement, no problem. You know, well. but if you take it out and try to get a gig here and they go, well, yeah, I don't know, man. We're going to have to hear it first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or uh, thanks, we'll call you. Right. Um, right. Or, yeah, you know, there's so many pitches and actually so many things that get so close to getting done. Yeah. That just... Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I, I just I think about it. And I go like, well, those are kind of interesting stories, but those are the stories of of anybody that went through that L.A. experience. And then and, and I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, there are a certain number of people that did that. I mean, I have friends that were in other areas like trying to do film uh -huh. um, and or or jingles or or, you know, any any sort of industrial uh -huh. music like professional you know yeah. stuff that i would actually pay for your yeah. living yeah kind of music um and yeah they just keep hammering at the door you know until something breaks through and um, it's not about how good they are it's how persistent since we're talking about recording ah yes one of the things i wanted to, to to talk to you about today is the thing that everyone every music fan has seen on a, on an album cover or a, or any credits list yeah. uh, of any music that they that they're listening to and it says mastered by and i will guarantee you that 98% of the people who read that don't know what mastering is right what is it well in the old days with lps yeah um you would get a guy to master the LP. And basically the main job would be, well, there's a couple of things you want to do, but the, but the main criteria is to make sure that if you play the LP, that um, one song isn't like you playing it, one song you can kind of barely hear and then you turn it up and then mm -hmm. the next song just blows the windows off your house. Uh -huh. And then the next song is you can barely hear it. And then you, you know what I mean? What they uh -huh. do is they uh -huh. really make it, and it's not that easy of a thing because if you look at meters, meters are not going to tell you, you know, um, SPL will not tell you sound pressure level, uh -huh. will not tell you how loud it sounds to you. In other uh -huh. words, you can get a, a certain amount of dB and, and it will appear different to your ears. Uh -huh. So the guys that are the mastering engineers are usually the most evolved and they're the, by far the most skillful people rather than the mixing engineers or recording engineers huh um you know three three different layers and i've not really worked in the same room with somebody that's done mastering you know like real mastering like um uh, bernie grunman or or you know um 
what's what is um, you know, there's a bunch of guys down in LA that uh -huh. there's not so much of some people rely on that but it's not relied on so much and there's there's people here that do it um, there's two guys that I know that do it here I should be able to repeat their names one of them Vancouver nice guy never met him yeah yeah um, he's done r records that that you know they, they yeah it works then the other thing is is making sure that when it appears on the radio yeah um, that it sounds like all the other songs that are appearing on the radio around it. Uh huh. You know, and it, it doesn't really matter whether uh, it's jazz or 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 you know R and B or pop uh -huh. or Billie Eilish or whoever it is. It has to have, in other words, it has a continuity. So then, when it comes on the radio, it's you, you know the. It's been described to me that, you know, you're not looking for some secret musical thing. What you're looking for is that place where, you, if you turn on the song and it's on the radio. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know, you get this warm and fuzzy feeling by hearing the music uh -huh. because it's just, oh, yeah, oh, wow, that's really right. And obviously, it's a combination of things. But if you've got this beautiful song with beautiful sounds, um, are you looking at your watch? No. Um, if, it's, if it's mastered, you know, it won't have booty. You know, it won't pump. It won't thump. Uh -huh. And um, it's not just, um, you know, uh, rock and roll or R&B that thumps. Um, if you listen to Miles Davis' Prestige uh -huh. stuff, you know, yeah. uh, Relaxin' is one of my favorite records. Um, if you listen to those, that thumps, you know, I, that thumps hard. Those records sound good. Uh -huh. I mean, it's like boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's got a whole yeah. thing to it, uh -huh. you know, that's, that's very obviously. And that's yeah, the it's got a thump to it. That's the result of mastering? Um, well, he believe that's uh, Rudy Van Gilder, and uh, would have been he would have done the whole thing. Uh -huh. and he, that was like kind of like the beginning of the school of really dialing that up. Uh -huh. um, yeah. And, what do you actually do to dial it up? Well, they'll have a different different kind of facility. Yeah. Um, in other words, it's not a place where you know master a mastering um, studio. Not necessarily you need all this, but they'll have. You know, specific things like um, uh, compressors that are that mm -hmm. are um, not just one unit. Mm -hmm. They'll have a compressor that's dialable by um, all the parameters of a normal compressor, but it'll also you can divide it by EQ. You know, you may have like three or four different bands. So if you need more pump in the bottom, you, you can just do only the bottom, mm -hmm. and you'll have an EQ that you can really just dial in very mm -hmm. very accurately. So you can actually turn up the kick drum without turning up the bass. You know, you can really separate things out, and and you know, there's a lot of a lot of things that you can do. Um, when we used to, um, and these oddly these guys are out in McMinnville now, and I'm forgetting what the name it is, um, Pro Disc or something. Anyway, um, w w where I worked for five years, kind of like the last five years I was in LA up until '92, um, we would literally take the mix over to the to the mastering studio. Uh -huh. And the guy would send us back if he didn't like it. You know what? You guys need to kind of, you know, we could have bought better speakers at the studio. Um, <laughs> you know, when I think about it, it's like, we could have fixed that. You know, but um, he would literally send us back and we would remix the low end. Wow. Or, you know, um, wow. even, yeah. You know, so, huh. I mean, mastering sort of begins when you record. Um, I've got a friend that's, he basically said, well, if, you're, if it's all recorded and mixed properly, you won't really even need mastering. And there's truth to that. Uh -huh. The less mastering you need, of course, the better job there is done of mixing. Yeah. Um, but, y y you know, in the old days when things were done in different studios, 
you'd have different reference points. So you take a song from one studio that you did, uh-huh. take another song from another studio. There's no way to make sure that they're going to be sitting yeah. the same place in that spectrum. Uh-huh. You know, when you're listening back, it's all going to rub you in that spot. Yeah. And also volume wise, you turn on one song and then the other song disappears when you're listening down your LP. Uh-huh. So that's the old school thing. And now it's, it's still the same thing. It's, 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 there are things that are important. Like for instance, if you put the bass too loud, in the old days, it would bump the bass out of the needle of an LP, so uh-huh. you had to be careful. Um, and then when CD, CD, C, CDs came along, all the rules just went out the window. Yeah. You know? And that's why yeah. you hear these records that have just, you can hear the guys dri- you, they're driving down Powell Boulevard, and you can hear the guys in the car. You, you, <laughs> know, you know not only they're going deaf, but you can hear it from here, the low end, the big <laughs> boom, 808 yeah, kick drum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's no limit to all of that. I, I, you know, I have my own opinions about all of that. Um, I, uh, so what about now when p- people are, are, are getting their stuff from Spotify and YouTube and well, downloads? Well, all of that has been mastered, but, but a lot of that, see, people have recording studios in their bedrooms, in their basements. Yeah. Like Billie Eilish does um, <laughs> with her brother. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to figure out, she was on a, one of the shows last night, I think it was uh, um, Tonight Show, and and they did the new James Bond song, which sounded very James Bondy. Uh-huh. And I couldn't figure out if that was her brother or her piano player. I, did, I couldn't figure that out. But um, yeah, the song sounded great. It sounded very much like James Bond, like on the spectrum of James Bond song. It's better than most of them. You know, so if, if somebody's working in their home studio, they, they, do, they, they don't have mastering tools, do they? Well, okay, so... The, one of the questions that I did ask uh, my friend who I spoke about uh-huh. said rejection and all that, I asked him, um, you know, because we became great friends and still we're best friends now, even though um, I've been away from Los Angeles. I don't know how long have I been away from Los Angeles. It's kind of embarrassing. Now, Since dinosaurs rule the earth. Yeah. <laughs> we did lots of record dates. Yeah. Um, anyway, and he did a billion more than me, but we did a number of them together. Yeah. Anyway, um, the the i we're working at devonshire which is where weather report uh-huh. made most of their records uh-huh. and um i was the the other thing that was kind of curious um the guy that was the manager of the studio's name was dave mm-hmm. last name mancini i did not know this huh. it was henry's joint oh <laughs> yeah so, I mean, that explains the state-of-the-art stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're working on this MCI Series 500 board, I think. Anyway, um, you know, I'm, I'm just like, you know, looking at every single thing that's happening. You know, besides doing my job, which is programming, getting sounds, and doing some playing. Yeah. The artist was a keyboard player, so it wasn't a, lot, a whole lot of playing for me. But um, anyway, so I'm going, how do you know that it's, this is going to sound like what you want it to on the radio? And he says, well, after you've done it enough... Yeah. This becomes kind of an easy thing to figure out. I'm going yeah. like, yeah. oh, thanks. That helps a lot. Um, although when I did put out my first CD here that was me, uh-huh. um, I heard it in the car driving down um, Martin Luther King, and it was on a radio station, and I'm going, wow, that really sounds like I thought it would. And, and yeah, I, I, because it was my first experience doing it, I, I screwed around with the mixes 
forever. Yeah. And so much comparison to every record that I thought it was like. You know, I, I mean, I, the amount of, I mean, nobody would pay for that. You know, <laughs> it was just hours and hours and hours and hours. Yeah. Because I figured I had to learn. You know, my friend said, if you did right. it right, right, it'll be obvious. And in fact, one of the places that my friend and I used to work was this place in north of L.A. Um, called Dawnbreaker. Uh-huh. Do you know who the Dawnbreakers are? No. Okay. Dawnbreakers were Jimmy Seals and Dashcroft. Ah. It was their studio. Uh-huh. And it was a pretty cool studio. Uh-huh. They had a Helios console, which is the board that um, Led Zeppelin used for all their records. Uh-huh. No shit. And a lot they of just lost their what? finally lost their lawsuit with Spirit today. Right, right. So I heard. <laughs> I know. I yeah. think that's probably appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Who was I joking with? I was joking with about the Robin Thicke and the Marvin Gaye thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm going. Well, that's just a cha cha cha. You can't even a copy. Well, but let's get back to what, to what I asked you, which was. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what about people today who have home studios? Do they have mastering tools, and or are we missing a whole step? There. Well, if you're talking about professional recordings, you know, I think the guys at Oxygen, they're, mm-hmm. the, those are, that's mastered, you know, and, and you don't have to invent how to do it. Mm-hmm. If you listen to like 100 Rudy Van Gilder records mm-hmm. and, and imitate that, um, yeah, I mean, if you miss some of the points, you're not going to learn unless you have somebody instructing you, I mm-hmm. guess. But if you're, if you're intent on doing that, um, yeah, that, that's a great place to start. I mean, that's, 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 that was, that's the beginning of what the real, you know, before that records didn't sound like much, uh-huh. you know, um, but those records beginning then sounded incredible. And you listen to the kind of blue moving forward, um, you know, uh, seven steps to heaven that, that, I mean, those, those are really good sounding records, but also, um, they were signed to CBS. And well, I'm talking about young musicians today who are recording their stuff at home. Well, I'm saying those recordings yeah. are great models because that's okay. the beginning of the real thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you go back, I mean, you go back to, I mean, you talk about history, you go back to um, the stuff that Atlantic did first, like right. with Sidney Bechet. Um, yeah. I mean, I could just go down this little thing, but, but okay. we were playing, me and Devin were playing a Sidney Bechet song. And Devin Phillips, and, and I couldn't believe, because Devin said, well, make sure that, uh, here's my transcription, make sure it's right. So I checked this, you know, he mostly had it right. I uh-huh. had a couple notes here and there. And we walked on stage and played Sidney Bechet's song, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. It just freaked me out, because it sounded so big and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I was very familiar with um, the record, because I had it when I was a kid. Uh-huh. And the record just sounds like this little teeny music coming out of, yeah, you know, like a yeah. toy, Cracker Jack box. Right. And when you hear when you hear that music, real, real I mean, wow, it just sounds cool. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, back in the, no mastering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you move forward to, you know, Clive Davis, yeah. mastering. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. kind of like, that's the real deal. Okay. Um, anyway, so, and, and there, there's, I mean, find your favorite song and just make your stuff sound like that. Uh-huh. Is, is the rule but I mean I took a while at it you know and yeah and yeah. I worked you know my I had my friend help me mix it and and, and master it uh-huh. and then I I wasn't really crazy about all of that um, uh-huh. so I I went and redid it myself but I still recreated that that you know is to get the pump uh-huh. you know to get that thump get that get, make the music make you feel good yeah you know what I mean it's not yeah. um you know people want to jazz guys that want to have certain notes on it and stuff and all that stuff is great but 
music is, I mean, do we make it for ourselves or our compatriots or do we make it for an audience? Good question. That, that <laughs> well, I think the answer to that is, is, is that, is that well, I mean, this is a gift, you know, and uh -huh. a damn gift doesn't belong to me. It belongs uh -huh. to people that, that, that enjoy listening to music, uh -huh. you know, and there are people that, I mean, the funny thing about, I mean, BCS, we go out and play and people are insistent. Yeah, they they yeah. we have a following and they they I mean we've gone through and picked songs that we know people we thought people would like uh -huh. and people like those songs are kind of different than most of the other songs that people play in the same uh -huh. places and uh -huh. and um and the audience will show um this they'll despair yeah yeah <laughs> they'll react disparagingly if we well how come you didn't play that song you know and be like oh <laughs> shit we're back here tomorrow we'll play it okay we'll put it yeah at the top. But you, you know what I mean? It, it, yeah. They want, you, yeah. you know, there's, they, they yeah. just like, yeah. Yeah. It's a, I'm not a consumer. Right. But, um, yeah, people that like music, th there's a reason why they like it. Uh-huh. And, and I'm fortunate, yeah. you know, that, yeah. that I get to participate in that circle. Uh-huh. And, and uh -huh. the gift doesn't belong to me. It belongs to them. Yeah. You know. Are, are, you get, are there any gigs? Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, we have an it, outdoor wedding. It's well, it seems it seems. And then all the rest of them got postponed till next July or whatever, twenty twenty one. Right. Um. And and um, we have we we have figured out that Clyde's is pretty safe. I trust them over there. Really? They they had an outdoor program. And basically, what they were doing outdoors is they brought it inside, put uh -huh. up a bunch of plexiglass and. Really? There's nobody can get within 20, 20 feet of the stage. Huh. And, um, in yeah. that little bar area? Well, yeah, instead of 150 people, they got 50. Yeah. And every other table. Yeah. So they have, I think it's like 15 tables uh -huh. total because there's 30 tables in there. Yeah. So um, Have you done any, any live streaming? I, you know, what's funny is, is that um, I belong to this, this booking service that's online uh -huh. and there's a couple of these that have come in and and someone in jackson mississippi <laughs> wanted us to do a um you know um, a, a video conference yeah wedding performance <laughs> i don't have a place to do that i mean i yeah, can do yeah. it in my basement yeah but that's not very festive I mean, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if you've seen my face, but it doesn't look like this. No, no. It's no, not very, I, I, although I've tied it up a little bit, but um, yeah, it's, it's uh, rustic, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. I mean, there's not, not dogs barking and stuff like that, but, right. you know, there's, there's a, you know, like a whole wall is full of music books, which is, <laughs> I actually covered that up with a, a curtain. <laughs> you know, my daughter who works in the industry, she said, Dad, Dad, don't, 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 don't. Look, what you have, it looks kind of like Tiny Desk. Just do Tiny Desk. <laughs> right. You know, right. I'm like, oh, okay, well, let me take a look at Tiny Desk. And yeah, it's, well, it's, yeah, it's pretty embarrassing. Embarrassing like that. <laughs> Except that we are not Anthony Hamilton. And no, we don't have the Hamiltons. However, we can do a pretty decent Anthony Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. We don't have four-part <laughs> harmonies. Have you ever heard those guys? Yeah. The Hamiltons. They're great. Like, they're so beautiful. It, it's it'll scare yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like, good grief. You know. I play the, Anthony Hamilton a lot on my show. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They. Yeah. They. Well, the, the Tiny Desk stuff, 
is like a, more than an hour of it. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. And then they have little videos of, of Hamilton's in the in the in their green room. You know, uh -huh. and they sing about what going on stage and the last joint they smoked. Uh -huh. It just gets ridiculous. They sing about anything. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're 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 like meaner than Anthony. But <laughs> but um, that's kind of silly to say, but. Um, well, at least you had some gigs at Clyde's, right? Yeah, a couple of gigs. Yeah, we go 23, 23, 24. And yeah. we're trying to put together one for this Saturday. Uh -huh. We're working on getting a drummer. Uh huh. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this gigs, they're all safe distancing. And, and, and um, everybody in the band is really fussy about where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Um, that's, okay. that's me. That's me. Oh, that's you. Okay. No, it could be you. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't nobody's going to answer the right, phone. Right. That was the person <laughs> I was trying to get to call me back for the. Oh, no, they had the a cancellation, gig? so they called us for Saturday, and oh. we were still trying to fill out the, fill out the, the roster of the band, because you know, one of them can't show. So we'll see. Um, well, I don't want to keep you from that. Oh, no, 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 no. No, it's fine, really. This is good. This has been good. Oh, we done. I think so. Oh, okay. You know, I mean. Well, did you get your answer on on the mastering? Mastering sort is of. just something. It's like the <laughs> other part that comes after you've done. Once you're happy with the program. Yeah. Then you mix. Yeah. You know, which which allows you to hear every single note. Yes. You know, that's that's the job. You know, you go to a live show, and and you're looking at people playing. And you go, I don't hear him. I don't, no, that's that's not right. You need to hear yeah. everything on stage. Yeah. And you know, hopefully, um, just to give you an idea. Um, if you do a live show, you can get the volumes wrong uh -huh. to like, you know, like 25 dB. Like uh -huh. if the bass is too soft by 25 dB. It still will work. It's nice when it's really, really right. But uh -huh. if you, you know, you miss the mark by 25 dB, which is like, what, tw 10 times? Uh -huh. you, know, when, you know, the band's 10 times louder than the bass player. It will still work as a performance, yeah. you know, or you can't hear the cymbals or, uh -huh. you know, um, I think you kind of want to hear the vocals. But, y you know, if, if the vocals <laughs> are, you know, like the band is 10 times louder than the singer. Yeah. It's like, you know, I don't know, you probably get a response from the audience. But OK, so I'm saying 25 dB and depending on what instrument it is, it still may work. Uh huh. If you're mixing. I am adjusting things by a half of a dB. Yeah. What you're doing is you're leveling things out. So things become invisible is kind of not the right word, but things become visible without become, you know, in other words, if you're having a part that's getting stepped on by another, it uh -huh. may need only the very slightest adjustment. Yeah. And you can do all kinds of things to make things stand out uh -huh. and, 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 you know, kind of push them forward or backwards. And then when you get done with all of that, you still got to make it have. You still got to make it be even with the rest of the songs. And the, yeah. you know, for instance, yeah. if you got ballads, you probably want you want your ballads as loud as, uh -huh. you know, if you're playing salt peanuts or something, you know. But you know, that's going to get pretty loud. Yeah. Whereas yeah. you know, you're sitting there playing around midnight as a ballad. Um, you know, that's why Miles used a mute kind of. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway. So yeah, you even out the even out the balances, and then the other thing is kind of it's got it's got to have that thump, and sometimes. You know, the, the, those 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 skills require time. Yeah. And yeah. and very acute listening. Yeah. And um, yeah, if you're just ignoring that stuff, then you know, I think that I mean, you know, it just depends on how far you are, you want your record to go. You uh -huh. know, uh -huh. there is stuff. That, I mean, you, you know, you, you can have a jazz hit. 
you know. Yeah. It doesn't have to be Billie Eilish, you know. <laughs> I mean, you can, it could, or DJ Mustard. It can be a jazz hit, you know, and usually those songs are mixed really, really well and yeah. mastered beautifully, Yeah. you know, so that they really, they make your car, they light your car up. Yep. You're driving your car and you turn yep. that thing on, it's like, yo, <laughs> I am so glad I bought this car. <laughs> 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 the car's got nothing to do with what's on the radio. But, you know, right. I mean, that's just like, right. what? I'm so glad to have this. I mean, that's really what it is. <laughs> if you can make that happen, then um, then that's that's what that's what that is all about. Yeah, that's what makes yeah. hit records. That's yeah. what makes it, you know, and like I said, hit records is not exclusive. It's uh, There are jazz hit records. You know, there's yeah. kind of blue, you know, you, in Rolling Stone, it's one of the top 100 records ever made, theoretically. Yeah, yeah. And that's right along with Beatles and, yeah, you know, and 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 Bob Dylan and yeah, who else is on that list that's ahead of those guys? Who knows? The Rolling Stones has got a couple records on that, right? But um, Kind of Blue is right there. Kind of Blue sounds good. But Millie Vanilli is not part of that list. No, <laughs> no, they're not. No, I think the, the list is actually 500 long, and they're not even anywhere near it. No. Um, anyway, those lists are always bogus. Yeah, well, oh, they're bogus. I appreciate the fact that Kind of Blue is one, is one of the top, number one records of yeah. all time. You know, but that's sounding. I mean, what? What? Do you, I mean, you prefer In a Silent Way or Bitches Brew? Um, I don't. I prefer not having lists. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, geez, yeah. Well, I still try to make. <laughs> I still, yeah, I still. What? Yeah, okay. Um. I mean, it's just, it's just somebody's opinion. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, but when you're promoting commercial music. Well, I mean, yeah, if, if it's to your advantage, if it's to your you know financial advantage to, to be on the list, then you would be happy to be on the list. On the other hand, if you have a, a masterpiece and it's not on the list, you're fucked. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, uh, you're, you're, I really appreciate your perspective because you're actually looking, when, when you tell me that, it's like you're looking... Because that is one of the things. Is Was the Art Ensemble of Chicago on the list? I don't think so. Probably not. No, probably. Times. No, but they, the, whoever made that list never heard of the Art Ensemble of Chicago. Well, now you're talking about what's really wrong with radio. And well, what, what you do is you use your own ears and yeah. your own heart to listen to things that right. just light you up. And if they are different, that's part of the inspiration. But you know what? Back in the day when I was a kid, that's what all the radio stations around here did is they would look for that quirky thing. Where was it's not just the one with the most payola. It, the, the guys up in Seattle are playing every ten minutes. Yeah, but uh, you know it's fifty dollars in the hand that makes a hit. It kind of cost a little bit more than that. <laughs> well, but that was the that was who was the, I guess it was the the guy from Imperial or the guy from no, it was Don Roby, the guy from uh, 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 what was the label in Texas uh, Duke. He was famous for the fifty dollar handshake. Oh, okay. He didn't even want, I mean, it was either him or the guy from from Imperial, but anyway, yeah. um, or the guy from uh, any, any of them. Yeah. You know, just $50 hands. Hey, shake my hand. Dude, here, there's a 50 in it for you. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's, it's, a, it's a, It was a racket. It was a racket. Yeah. Well, I hate the pre-designed lists because yeah. they're made, I, I can only assume that they're made from focus lists. Right. And they focus... Yeah, focus group, and, and they ask an audience what they think their favorite thing is, and not only do they not know, but but they, they have they, there's no imagination there, and it's right. just some kind of vote that's going to right. exclude 
something that might be, you, you know, there's something that if you listen to it, if you've never heard it before, mm-hmm. I mean, that's why all these, that's why the goofy radio stations, they don't play anything new. They rarely play anything new. If you want to hear new stuff, you got to listen to Spotify or, or, or right. you have to find it on, on, on Apple Music or, or, YouTube. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's, y- yeah, that, that um, you don't have the thing where a DJ would just try something right. and then maybe, maybe, oh, well, you know, what, somebody call in and go, well, what was that song? And then you 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 know maybe the, there'll be an opportunity there you know um, and you know because people I mean there was some curiosity in what might be the coolest next new thing right whereas now it's it's so, somebody what. dancing on on TikTok to a to a tune that's what or to part of a tune the twenty well, seconds song that's to already 20 been sec- there to twenty yeah, seconds well, so of much, a tune there's so much music that well not quite so much anymore but there's some so there was for a while so much music that was just put pasted together from other people's records. Right. I mean, there wasn't right. anything new. I'm going like, yeah. this is not, I mean, that, that's not new. That's like, why yeah. is that even on the radio? Right. You know. But the you know, interesting thing about TikTok is when TikTok makes a hit and it's just like teenage girls dancing to it and lip syncing. Yeah. All you're doing, all that is, is you are seeing what, hap- what, what was happening in teenage girls' rooms when they were listening to the radio 50 years ago. <laughs> That's all. That's you're just seeing it. That's yeah, all. Yeah. You know, because that's what that's the same thing that happened. You know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I, I just realized that. No, but the, the vision of that is is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I. Yeah. Um, the gal that I'm married to now, I just know that. Um, I don't want to tra- make this traceable, but. Yeah, people listen to the American Bandstand and Soul Train, and yeah. and and um, there was that other show that was a Northwest show, and and you know, y- 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 you know, if you got home from school, you could watch that, and he'd be checking out the dances and dancing along with it. I mean, you know, that's right. what people did. And of course, right. obviously, that's what Soul Train kids did. Yeah, you know what I mean? They're checking yeah. out the yeah, you know, which is well, weird. you're what you're seeing is TikTok is the mirror image of that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, listen, thank you for coming in. It's always wonderful to talk to you. We have learned what mastering is, I think. And, uh, we, and uh, we've, we've learned about, more about Bridge City Soul, and I hope you get a lot of gigs, and I hope we can stop talking through masks as soon as oh, possible. Jeez, tell me about it. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you. This has been lovely. And it's always nice to see I you. I was able to remember some of the names that needed to fit <laughs> into those stories. Okay. So, I mean, you know, I feel like bored with the lyrics. I mean, actually... You see, you see Joe Biden last night, and, and he'll get into these little stories, and the younger people are going, oh, God, here he goes. You know, it's just the long, no, give me the short version. Yeah. You know, but I do have a tendency to get into the details and weed, so. Well, yeah. Anyway. Okay, thanks. Thanks.